You're listening to Beyond the Ribbon, a podcast of the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center. This podcast is brought to you by Kia of Amarillo, proud member of the Auto Inc. family of dealerships. Be sure to check out their website at kiaofamarillo.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. You know, Ron, today it's going to be a first for us. Well, Pam, it seems like we've had a lot of firsts on our podcast. What tell, tell me what today's first is. Well, you know, oftentimes we say, don't go Google, don't go research, go to your doctor, which we may. Yes. But um, we're going to learn about um, trustworthy information online. And so we're going to tell our people to go Google. Go. Find some trustworthy information, right? Yes, but we're going to tell them how, though, Pam. That's right. That's right. I'm really excited to learn, you know, um, what to look for, you know, because if the Internet says it, it has to be true, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we better insert a disclaimer there. Um, <laughs> it may or may not be true, right? It's probably 50-50 chance of that. But here's the thing. I tell you, um, there's so much information out there. A lot of it is good and some of it not so good. And so that's our our hope today uh, is talking about how do you know? How do you find something that's trustworthy? And I know, Pam, you've had questions from survivors uh, here at the center asking, like, I don't even know where to go to find information like that. Well, we're going to give them some information and some tips today, right? Yes, I'm really, really excited. I think you and I will both learn something. I can guarantee you we will. But here's the thing. Let me introduce our our guest today. Uh, Joining us uh, all the way from Houston, Adela Justice. She's a senior librarian at MD Anderson Health Center there, the cancer center there in Houston. Adela, how are you? And thank you for joining us. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Pam. I'm doing well, and I'm so excited that y'all have chosen this topic uh, as your podcast um, today. Thanks for having me. You know, Ron, this is another first for us. It is. It is. A librarian we haven't had on. We have not had a librarian. Um, we've not had someone from MD Anderson Cancer Center either. This is so Adela, you you are checking a couple of boxes here as a first. But Pam, the thing about it is who better to go to than a librarian to figure out where to find good information? Yes, you know, they have uh, quite the knowledge. <laughs> yes. So, Adela, again, thank you for joining us. How, where do we even start? Like, I know, you, you know, Google tends to be the, the starting point for, for a lot of things, but let's let's try to figure out a, a little jump off point if we can. That's an excellent question. Um, yes, and I will start by giving you a um, an industry secret all librarians Google. We Google too. We're right there with you Googling. Now, (laughs) yeah, so it's okay to Google. um, But the problem with doing that is that it just can be very overwhelming and very stressful. And um, in my work at MD Anderson Cancer Center, um, I work in the Learning Center, which is our um, library that we have for patients and their caregivers and family members and friends and even the general public. So, we often um, have people that contact us and uh, say, well, I've just been diagnosed with this. What does it mean? What resources are there? You know, where do I go? And so, yeah, they may have Googled already or they may be too scared to Google, which is fine as well. But um, when we all Google, 
and get that long list, that's when we have to put on our thinking caps and really try to evaluate what it is that we're seeing. Well, and I think too, uh, let me just start with this question. When you're talking about Googling and you get the long list, the first one listed is not always, does not mean that it's like the most highly respected or best place to go. Is that correct? Well, on Google, I think the first result is always an ad of some kind. Um, so, <laughs> but it, it should state clearly, you know, um, ad somewhere. But often we just start scrolling and clicking and scrolling and clicking, and then who knows where we've, you know, landed after five minutes or so. Um, so it is um, it is tricky to evaluate all the information that's out there. And in today's modern information age, we are just bombarded with information. I mean, left and right. Forget about websites. Forget about books in the library or books in the bookstore. Now we have that other social media aspect. And so lots of people are, you know, also looking at those websites, you know, the Facebooks and Twitters and um, TikToks and YouTubes and all that stuff. So that added a whole other kind yeah. of element into how to evaluate all the information that's out there. So um, fortunately, yeah. this is a skill that can be learned. Evaluating the information that you find anywhere, online, the bookstore, the public library, it, it is a skill that can be learned. So there's a lot of experts out there, or so they say. Um, what do we? What's the first thing when we Google? What should we look for? So there's all kinds of things you can look for, um, and there's all kinds of little uh, tests that you can use with cute little acronyms. Uh, one of the ones that I've taught in the past, and one of the ones that I've seen is called the CRAP test, which is easy because it's easy to remember, which is actually C R A A P. Uh, the CRAP test. And that stands for uh, C, currency, R, relevance, A, authority, A, accuracy, and then P, purpose. But honestly, um, the last one that I taught um, is just the who, what, when, where, how, and why. Because we all know the five W's and then the one H. Like, I think we all have used that in the past, whether in school or life or whatnot. So, um, I will just today talk talk very simply how you can evaluate by just using those questions, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. All right. Um, so let me know when you're ready for me to like jump into those. <laughs> Pam, I, I've got my pen and my paper right here. I'm ready to take some notes. So I am too. Adela, <laughs> let's jump into it. Okay, so um, obviously, um, you know, the who, you want to look at a website or a resource or a book or what have you. And so so who put this content out? Who are they? Um, are they part of a well-known organization, a hospital? What are their degrees? You know, who are they? So that's the first thing you want to say, okay, I got some information here, but who is this person or this organization that's telling me this? So um some URLs can also give you um, great tips. Obviously, um, we do uh, generally trust websites that end in .edu because those are educational um, institutions. We also uh, generally like the .govs, .gov, and these are all North American, United States, English-speaking websites um, uh, endings. So we like .edu, we like .gov. Um, .org, which is .organization, those can also be very trustworthy because lots of them are uh, well-trusted advocacy 
groups or organizations. Um, so we can look at those as well as, you know, probably being okay, although we will want to look at the .orgs more closely than, say, the .edus or the .govs. Yeah. Now, the tricky ones are the .coms, uh, the .com, because those are commercial sites. They have uh, ads. Uh, they'll contain business information. They'll have shopping, you know, <laughs> links to buy things. So the .coms are a little, a little trickier. Um, but all that to say that kind of encompasses the who that we want to look at um, with, oh, with, with the, uh, the website results that we get. And I think that, Pam, that bodes well for us because we are a .org organization, nonprofit. And uh, although we're not disseminating, you know, health uh, information or claims or anything, I do like to feel maybe we are a little trustworthy. I think so. You know, whenever she first talked about who, how often do you hear people say, well, they said they said this, we need to do this or they, who is they, right? Exactly. And I would venture to say, I'm just going to guess, but there's probably more .coms than there are .gov, .edu, and .org. So you may the likelihood of finding a .com when you Google something along oncology is probably very high. Yes, and so that would be kind of the first clue, the first the first thing. And I'll, I'm happy to go on to the next W um, if right. it sounds like we're ready. And that would be like you know the what. So. Um, so for what you want to say, well, what kind of information is this that I'm seeing? It it it, it looks good, and I'm reading it, but um, what is this? Is is this fact? Is it is it factual based, or is it someone writing their opinion? Um, does it feel like it could be propaganda? Uh, and then you know what conclusions or what what results are they telling me about? Um, does everything feel like it's there? Is all the information? Does it seem complete? Does it feel like something might be missing? So that's kind of. Some questions you could ask when you're um, asking, well, what is this? And I guess if that doesn't agree with your gut, then maybe you should question it, right? Yeah, it's it's so hard because especially with social media, I see people get tripped up on social media all the time and they'll say, well, it came from someone I trusted. It came from a friend that I really trust and, and, and care about. But that's not enough. That's not enough. You know, um, Pam, I'm sure you've heard this before. Uh, I know I have. Um, I saw this on TikTok, and you know, and 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 it's almost like at that point right there, you really need to pause and 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 really evaluate it. I, that's not to say there's not good solid stuff out there. I know MD Anderson probably has you know a social media platform as well as most you know, universities and, and institutions that, that treat cancer. And that's another way of disseminating information. But good night, there's so much misinformation out there, um, for sure. Trust your instincts. Pam, you said trust your gut, trust your instincts. That, that's probably something we can all take to heart on that. And sometimes that's hard. <laughs> Yes, it, it is. I, it is. I, I always, you know, as a health consumer myself, you know, I'm also, you know, um, I'm not I, I don't have any cancer experience, but obviously as a human being, I'm a health consumer. I'm a parent. So, of course, that that yes. definitely a health consumer for him and, you know, my family and myself. But I always try to be a little skeptical when I'm searching. I'm like, OK, I, I like I don't go in there kind of trusting. I'm always wanting them to prove my prove themselves to me. Yeah. Um, that's kind of an attitude that that has helped me in the past. <laughs> yes, yes. 
All right. So what is next? Okay, let's go on to the when, because uh, the when is uh, important, very important, especially with health and medical scientific information. So for the when, you want to say, well, when was this website public published? How old is it? Um, when was the information they're telling me um, posted or published? And if it's been a while, has that information been revised or has it been updated? Uh, especially on websites, you want to check the links. We'll do the links work. If the links don't work, uh-oh, someone's not keeping a close eye on this on this website. Um, so when is uh, very important uh, in t for timeliness, uh, especially when it comes to cancer information. So is there a recommendation? I know the medic medical world of cancer is ever-evolving. Is there a time frame that you should be looking at? What is outdated data? Yeah, that, that is a tricky one. Um, for example, in, in our library, the Learning Center, we try to take a critical eye at books we have on the shelves that are maybe like five years old. You know, well, we, we want to say, well, do we need to look for a, an updated edition? Hopefully there is one that's been uh, um, updated since then. We also pay a close attention to the oncology news and we'll get, you know, emails saying, oh, well, here's this new treatment or here's here's this uh, um, practice that is now outdated. And I will say that science publication does lag. It does lag. I mean, we all we all know about clinical trials. I, I know you all have talked about clinical trials on your podcast. And so those science experiments is how I like to think of them. They take time. Mm -hmm. They take years, even decades. So sometimes um, the science publication information isn't quite um, current with what the findings have found, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it, it can be a little bit tricky. Um, honestly, for, for websites, you just want to look for, for the date. That, and any credible website should have somewhere maybe at the bottom of the web page last updated or last rev revised. So you definitely want to find a date first of all. And then based on maybe what you've learned so far about your um, your question, your, your cancer or your health research topic, what do you know already? And then you can also maybe take a look at other websites and compare those dates. Um, and sometimes I'll just go to Google, I'll do a search and I'll hit news at the top. You know how when you do a Google search, you can hit you can refine your search to images, news, et cetera. I'll just hit news and see what's the latest, latest of the latest. So. And I think too, you can also then sort it by in the last year or the last month or something like that too. I've noticed that in some of my previous Google searches that allows you to find the most current, you know, saw information. Now, doesn't mean it's the best. It just right. It just tells you this was published the most recently, or this has been been done the most recent. So, definitely want to take a, um, a hard look at dates and things like that. Because Pam, if you're trying to base your decision off of something you see that was a clinical trial or it was a study, but you don't realize that it was ten years ago, right. that is not going to fly. Not going to work very well. Nope, it is not. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll... yeah, um, and um, oh, I was going to say one more thing. Um, oh, and this is another great thing about libraries. Libraries have access to databases, and databases you cannot search on the internet or 
anywhere. Databases are a product, uh, software products that we generally purchase on behalf of our library users. And uh, also in databases, we can search and you can limit by date, you know, last year, last six months, last month. So databases are also very powerful tools that libraries uh, have and that you have access through through your own personal library, be it your public library or, or whatever. So yeah, libraries awesome. and databases are a good, great thing. Our listeners don't have to take a trip all the way to Houston no. to check out the library. <laughs> Not at all. The, you, you can have your questions answered from the comfort of your own home. All right. Technology. So what's the next recommendation? Okay, so next, um, let's go on to uh, the why. And I'm not doing this in any particular order, just who, what, when, where, why, how. So why, uh, when you're um, looking at information, you want to ask, well, why did this information get published? Um, is this information trying to teach me? Are they trying to sell me something? Are they maybe trying to entertain me? Uh, why is this information here and, and why did I find it? And also you can ask, well, so that'll give you, the, the, their language they use will give you clues to answer that. Um, is their language or their tone biased perhaps? Do they feel like they're teaching me or do they feel like they're trying to persuade me and maybe sell me something? So those are some questions you can ask when asking why. Yeah, that makes really good sense because it's not like you're shopping on Amazon to figure out information on your cancer diagnosis. So yeah, if they're really trying to push a product or a, a natural remedy or something that they have done, that's a very good tip of as think about why this site is even in existence. Is that like the miracle um, cure that, you know, for call now for the next <laughs> 99 yes. to get a special deal. <laughs> it 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 probably is, Pam. It probably is. <laughs> okay, yes. so we've covered who, what, when, and why. What do we have next? Thank you, Ryan, for keeping us on track there. Let's go to the where. where? Um, so so where uh, is, is an easily answered question, or it should be. You want to uh, determine where does the information come from. And when we say that, we want to say, well, this information they're giving us, is it, is it supported by evidence? Um, you can also ask again, is, is the um, language, does it sound like it's written uh, or produced from the country that you live in or the language that you speak, because of course there's lots of international materials out there and um, their science uh, can be slightly different from country yeah. to country and their, you know, their, their advances and their um, modern uh, medical techniques can be, can vary from country to country. So um, you want information that's based on, on sound research and again, not opinion. So is there, does their language sound like it is factual based and uh, what are their uh, sources? What is the evidence that they're citing? Are you able to determine if that information has been reviewed or uh, peer reviewed? Also look for spelling, grammar, typos. That's always a big uh, red flag when I'm looking at websites too. I never would have thought of that, but I guess I think it probably makes sense because it may like provide context clues, I guess, right? Like, huh, I don't know if this is very because peer review is going to go through a robust, you know, sets of eyes, repeated thought leaders in the in the community of oncology 
it's not just spell check on your 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 computer, Pam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the other thing you're talking about too is um, facts. You know, um, studied research, whether it's a uh, clinical trial or something like that. A lot of of um, herbal and a lot of things that have not been tested. Right. So we should be looking for maybe the, the various tests that have been done uh, for information on that, because, you know, if it says not approved by the FDA, that ought to be another red flag. Correct. Yeah, the not approved by the FDA thing can be tricky because, of course, as as we have seen lately in the news, um, some providers will prescribe things for off FDA label use, like we've seen the diabetic drug being used for weight loss lately. Um, so uh, yeah, that but but definitely you want to pay attention um, to uh, to that kind of thing. And the FDA is FDA.gov, so that's a super easy website to go to right away, and uh, hopefully find the information or confirm what you have heard uh, with them. So yeah, that's one example. You know, Ryan, I think that you're probably good at this um, step because you like all the science base. You like all the facts. You want to see the trials. You want to look at the information. And sometimes we just skip over that. We do. And I do enjoy that. I do kind of like a little bit of the the data nerd kind of comes out in me a little bit, but um I, I too have found myself, as Adela mentioned, you know, clicking on something, then you click to a link and it takes you somewhere and you click a link somewhere and pretty soon you've gone down a rabbit hole. And you're like, this is not even the same stuff. How did I get here? It's tricky. It, it, it You have to be very cautious. And pretty soon you've wasted two hours of your time <laughs> speaking from experience, <laughs> but that's Mom, another story. That, right? Yeah. That's another day. That's another day. So yeah. uh, who, what, when, why, and where, and if I'm correct in my note taking, uh, we have one more. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That, that leads us right into the how. And so um one thing you can ask or several things you can ask about how is how is this information presented? And that's a little bit similar to some of the other things, but that's okay because we all we want to evaluate whatever we're looking at thoroughly. Um, so is this information that you're seeing, is it an appropriate level for you, a health consumer or a, a cancer um, patient? Um, does it feel like it's written for the intended audience? Um, does that information relate to your topic that you're searching? How effectively is their information delivered? Um, so, and then how much information is presented? These are all things that you want to consider. Um, is the readership level appropriate? So you don't want information that's maybe too simple um, or too sophisticated. Although when we're talking about oncology and medical terms, sometimes you just can't, you know, if you'll excuse the expression, dumb down some of those long scientific words. Okay. We just, we have to deal with the words that 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 we're dealing with. Um, but yeah, so how is the information uh, presented and is it appropriate for you, the health consumer or cancer patient? So is there any other tips with those areas, the who, what, when, where, and how that you can lead our, um, let our listeners know? 
Yeah, I I would say that um, because this is a very time-consuming process, and like I said, this is a skill that can be learned, and I definitely encourage people to practice this with the information and resources that they find when they search. Um, always remember that uh, your library that you're affiliated with is also there to help you. And uh, and that, like I said, that's a medical library at the hospital that you're um, working with or the academic institution that that um, hospital is associated with. But you also have your public library and everyone has a public library and librarians. What we do is we have master's degrees and we are trained specifically to evaluate resources and put them together for our users. And so your public library, I, I think all if not uh, most if not all public libraries have websites now and they all have done great jobs of putting together lists like here's the medical websites we recommend here's the um disease websites we recommend here's the nutrition websites we recommend so don't forget about your public library and everyone has a public library like i said if not a hospital or medical library that you're currently associated with through your cancer experience it, I, I always think, you know, when you, you're talking about public library, I always forget it's, you know, you go as, as, as a child, you check out books and videos and things like that. And, but as an adult, it seems like the internet has taken the place of the public library. And I, don't cringe when I say that Adela, but you just, you just don't think about the public library. And that's a really good reminder is to utilize the resources of your public library. Pam, I know there's, Gosh, there's got to be five or six, seven branches here in Amarillo of the public library. Yes. And the neat thing about that is that a lot of their um, information is online now. So it's a simple login. Um, so you don't have to leave your home. That's true. That's true. That's that's right. I think a lot of us think of our public library fondly as giving us the fiction books that we want to read and the latest mystery. But but we forget that, um, yeah, they do. They all also have that nonfiction aspect. And I also want to give a shout out to school libraries. Um, you know, our, our children's schools, if they're lucky, have a great library and a librarian and and middle schools and high schools and, of course, colleges, uh, community colleges. And those all have those are online, too. And they all have websites that they've put together that they recommend as well by topic. So is there a way that our listeners can um, connect with the learning library there at MD Anderson? 100 um, percent. Our learning center library is open to the public. And um, we do allow, um, actually, if you if you happen to be visiting MD Anderson uh, Cancer Center, um, we also allow our materials to be borrowed, not just by our patients, but by anyone off the street. So, uh, yes, we do get um, email questions uh, from all over the country and even world, and we get phone calls from all over the country. I think maybe they think, well, MD Anderson, which is, uh, I think we're like in our 14th or 15th year of being um, ranked number the number one cancer hospital in the country by U.S. News and World Report. Maybe they, a lot of people know that LMD Anderson's number one, and we should contact their library. And so we do get queries from all over, and we are happy to help anyone uh, who needs help. We we don't mail our books out or anything, but um, we'll mail out information, pamphlets. We'll do a website search for you. We'll do a database search. Yeah, we will help anyone. That's uh, fantastic. It's really good. Pam, one of the things that that I, I started to think about too while we've been talking is 
you know, if you find something and you have that question of, I don't really, I mean, I feel like this is okay, but I don't really know. I'm not really quite sure. Print it out and take it to your doctor, you know, or, or your nurse. Did any, Pam, when you were in uh, uh, oncology, not at the survivorship center, but as a primary nurse, did anyone ever do that for you or bring a pamphlet or something? Oh, I think a lot of patients do because, you know, although our friends and family mean well, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes that information isn't great. You know, taking a tea, tablespoon, teaspoon of baking soda isn't the cure for cancer. Um, but Aunt Sue told me that I needed to, you know. So, yes, you know, finding um, reputable places to go, your librarian, your doctor, you know, and don't just trust everything that you read. Yeah. You know, my aunt Sue might have a take a, 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 a an offense to that that she's not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Is there any um, red flags that we should avoid? Yes, um, you know, people ask me all the time about WebMD, <clears throat> and WebMD is a, a good website. It has trustworthy information on WebMD. The problem, the problem with WebMD is it has advertisements running down the right-hand side, the left-hand side, the uh, top, and the bottom. And I have taught um, computer uh, skills and searching skills to um, all kinds of uh, generations of people, I've, uh, including senior citizens. And, you know, whenever I taught the senior citizens, they seem to not get that an ad was not something they they didn't quite get that an advertisement was something that was going to sell them something. They would just see the words that they were looking for and they would click on it and then they would be sent, taken to that website away from WebMD or whatever website they landed on, Yahoo even, and then they were so confused. And so, um, yeah, WebMD is great, but ads everywhere and and that's not to say that's a red flag for webmd because the information is good but advertisements on any other website um can be a problem because what's going on obviously webmd is funded by you know these uh these advertisers and webmd can afford to put on um commercials during the super bowl whereas other trusted organizations don't have that kind of money so um I mean, you know, I have my favorite trusted health websites that I go to all the time, and that's where I start. And uh, the Learning Center, we have websites uh, of of the different cancer topics and the different cancer types, and we have those ready to go, and we send them out to people all the time. Here's our website on lymphoma. Here's our website on breast cancer. Here's our website on um, financial information. I mean, we have it all put together, our trusted sites. And so, as as a health consumer, when I do a Google search, I'll 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 do my search and then look for those trusted sites, or I'll go to the trusted sites just directly. Yeah. So yeah, watch out for the advertisements and just be a little beware of the dot coms. Now I will say, here's another trick: um, some of your trusted um, websites, like mdanderson.org, we are also mdanderson.edu. And I think we're also mdanderson.com. I think we've bought those domains so oh. that when people search, you get a fighting chance of of hitting MD Anderson, no matter what the the ending is. So I will say that um, some other organizations do that too. They'll buy the .org and they'll buy the .com. So 
just keep that in mind as well. I don't want to say always beware of the dot-coms. All the skills that I've talked about today will give you that fighting chance in being able to evaluate what information you're getting back. Yeah. Pam, there's, uh, as we've all often said, there's, there's a lot to researching and a lot to learning about your disease or learning about coping skills or learning about um, as you, employment, all those kinds of things. Um, it, it just bodes you know, well for you to just really take your time and dig in and read and research as you're reading. We always kind of joke, right, Pam, that uh, reading is hard and a lot of times people don't read carefully. And this is one of those times if you're trying to do some research on on your situation online, you need to read slowly and carefully. And if you're not able to do that, go to your trusted source as, you know, a librarian or ask your physician. That's right. That's right. That is a lot of information. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we get to our last segment? Um, one final thing that I'll that I'll mention because I, I just think it it bears mentioning. When you are dealing with a cancer diagnosis, especially a new one, or maybe your your latest scan came back, or this it's a very emotional time. You can feel very vulnerable. And so as Ryan said, it's so important to, you know, read critically and and read slowly and think critically. But when your emotions are getting in the way, that just makes it so much harder. And again, you know, as a speaking as a health consumer myself, I remember, you know, 11 years ago when I had a baby and I brought him home and, and I'd been a medical librarian for, 20, you know, 15 years, almost 20 years by that time. And I remember hearing about the, um, the vaccination controversy and I thought, well, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? We're not vaccinating anymore. What's going on with that? I mean, just because of what I had heard. And you would think that I would have not been susceptible to that, but I was very vulnerable. I was a new mom and your emotions are high. And so I just really equate that to people going through a cancer diagnosis or treatment or anything new with your uh, cancer experience that's going to make you emotional and um, frightened and just, you know, whatever. So it's it's not uh, it's not hard to trick us all up, even a medical librarian. We, you know, we all have our emotions and that all can get in the way. So um, even th that's why I just say it's even more importantly to reach out to your trusted people, um, not not your necessarily your your cousin or your your neighbor who went through cancer, a different type of cancer, but your healthcare team and your librarians. Well that's said. Good advice for our listeners. Where can they find you? So uh, we have a, a website uh, for the Learning Center, and it's just mdanderson.org, and that's, of course, the, the base website for MD Anderson. But we're mdanderson.org slash TLC for the Learning Center. Very easy. And we, we have lots of great websites, like I said, on the different cancer types and associated cancer topics that we've put together. Well, I'm going to have to go check that out. Super How simple. Yeah, super simple. Yeah, so that leads us to our last segment. We are sponsored by Auto Inc. Um, would you like to leave our listeners with an Auto Inc. inspiring moment? One of my favorite things to say about libraries is that we save you time and money. Uh, 
Ryan mentioned going down a rabbit hole t- and yes. spending two hours there. Uh, library Libraries save you time and money uh, because we have put together the best resources and we can show you them immediately and uh, we can save you the stress of having to comb through all the resources and information out there. And we can also save you time because we have um, great databases that we pay for on your behalf and we can help you with those too. So if you wanna save time and money, contact your local library. The great solid information there. I tell you, um, save you some time, save you some money. What, What a steal, right, Pam? Yes, I think maybe that should be our homework. Yeah, well, and I, definitely, I think you ought to check out uh, the Learning Center there at MD Anderson. Super simple website, mdanderson.org slash TLC. I mean, that's that. it doesn't get much easier than that. No. The only one maybe easier is 24survivorship.org, which is our website where you can go and you can find out all the classes all the activities, all the programs, all the resources we have available for you. And uh, much like uh, there at the Learning Center, um, we are entirely free, 100% free. So uh, be sure and check that out. But definitely put, you know, the MD Anderson uh, Learning Center as a bookmark or your favorites or whatever you do um, to, to use that as a reputable source. Or the next time you have questions, go to that website. That's right. That's right. Adela, thank you for uh, joining us today. You know, and I I just say thank you for reminding us um, about our local libraries and our local librarians and how there can be some um, benefits there for us to take advantage of when it comes to looking for information that is reputable and good as it pertains to a, a cancer diagnosis. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on. And if what I've said today saves one person from bad information, I will have done my job and uh, completed my mission. So thank you for helping me with that. Well, you're very welcome. And Pam, this has been very educational. I think this is one of those ones that you kind of go, well, I know what I'm doing, but do you really know what you're doing? And are you really paying close attention? Uh, ask yourself those questions who what when where why and how yes uh you know that that brings back memories you know of english class and so forth and you know it's one of those things that's like here we are but it makes perfect sense as to the things that you can learn when you're looking at those websites when you do ask yourself who what when why where and how so that's your homework for this week you guys that are listening, go check out MD Anderson's Learning Center uh, uh, website. Look and research what you're seeing online and pay very close attention to that. Uh, We can't stress that enough. And as always, as we've said before too, don't forget about being able to take that to your doctor or to your nurse um, and, and somebody that's a part of your medical team. Do not forget about that because that should be one of your most trusted sources and um, they, they'll be able to determine and look at that information rather quickly. Pamela, I, this has been so good. I'm not going to look at another website probably the same way from here on out. Don't go down <laughs> that rabbit hole. I know. I'm going to be looking very carefully. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Share this with your friends. Share this with people that need to know um, and pass that on. Don't forget that we have almost two years, well over two years, 
of um, previously recorded episodes that are still very relevant. Um, you know, eventually some of that stuff may, Pam, as we've learned, become a little outdated. But at the moment, every bit of that is still uh, relevant to you. And then make sure you join us next time for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Ribbon. We'd like to extend a special thanks to the Auto Inc. family of dealerships as they have supported the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center since 2016. For more information on the Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website at 24survivorship.org.